0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Mother of Monarch podcast. I'm Maxine McCallum and together we are going on a journey of personal growth, motivation, mindfulness, and self-discovery. Embrace the spirit of resilience and the beauty of transformation as we dive into life, business, friendship, motherhood, and everything in between. Let's get started. This week, my best friend, Brittany, joined me to talk about divorce, in-laws, and finding your outlet. Though she and I talk every day, I learned something new about her during our chat, and I'm sure you'll love hearing about both of our journeys navigating kids and divorce, as well as her inspiring newfound love. Hey, everybody. It's Maxine. I'm looking at one of the people in my life who mean the absolute most to me. She is my best friend. She's a badass pickleball player, a businesswoman, and most importantly, a mother. She and I made fast friends as neighbors and our friendship has become a sisterhood. Please welcome the one only Brittany Higgins. Hey, babe. Hello. <laughs>
1: Hello. I love this intro. I love this intro. Right?
0: <laughs> so in the spirit of the podcast, I wanted to tell you a few things that I love about you and ways in which you inspire me. One of the biggest things, and I think you know this, is that you're so confident. Mm. You're the director of fun (laughs) for all of us. I do my best. You have the patience of a saint with your kids, and you are so lighthearted and deserving of all the positive things that are coming your way. Um, You and I found ourselves in the process of a divorce at kind of exactly the same point in our lives. So I kind of wanted to talk about navigating that decision. Yeah. Going yeah. through all of that and then, you know, life after divorce, you know, both with our kids Trip. and with love and
1: all There's kinds of things. There's a lot <laughs> there. I hope everybody has a lot of time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we we got deep really fast. Yeah, for sure, when we met. I think I I opened up to the energy. Yeah. yeah.
1: It was like just immediate comfortability for sure
0: yeah and I feel like I opened up to you
1: faster than I probably have to most people in my life yeah and it feels nice to be able to do that and not you know feel any sense of judgment or anything yeah from one another so yeah so
0: our backstory kind of we were neighbors and I met her in a a really cute unicorn onesie on I Halloween. Was rocking that onesie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was rocking it.
0: And I don't even really remember the trajectory of like how then beyond that. I think we exchanged phone numbers. I don't really
1: remember either. I was trying to think about that.
0: But I don't remember how we first started I hanging out. I think we
1: did exchange numbers at the door at Halloween. We must have or maybe there you dropped something off. Yeah. I don't
0: remember. I don't remember either. But, but when we went to funny. the zoo. We, and that was the first time I remember us hanging out is going to the zoo. and then. But I don't know what happened in between I that. don't either, really. And we got pretty close. And then during COVID, we yeah, were like family. each other's
1: chosen. COVID family. Yeah. Really? And s- All the rules applied only to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only outside of us, I should say. Yeah.
0: And then one day she came to my door crying. And I thought she was going to tell me she was getting a divorce, actually. Did you know that?
1: I feel like actually maybe you told me that. Yeah. I, I thought, was crying. I was bawling my eyes out. Yeah.
0: You wrote me and you said that the worst you thing needed happened. to tell me something. Something yeah. awful happened or was happening. Yeah. And my mind immediately was, oh, my God, they're getting a divorce. did How it did really? I know?
1: Did it really? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, what's she going to say?
0: No, I I almost didn't. I thought you were coming to tell me you were getting a divorce. What were you going to say to me if I had said? It was, do you need to move into the carriage house? How do I support you? Problem solving? Let's go.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't think I would have been that shocked. But this was even like kind of crazier because it was, I think in my mind, moving was like the only maybe way I wasn't going to get a divorce yeah. Like, I could, I thought maybe, like, the reset could reset the relationship or reset, like, the family of the dynamic, even though I don't know if I truly believed that it could. Mm-hmm. But I think that that, all, that did go through my mind.
0: I think you wanted to believe that. Like, you were yeah. looking for the positive in a situation that ultimately made you pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. So then you guys moved and... Yeah. Sort of one thing through the stressors of that move led to another. And at the same time for me, I was grappling with how I was feeling in my marriage. Yeah. And we were having more and more conversations about. Really honest.
1: Yeah. Like, do we stay? Do we go? And we were kind of having those conversations for a year before I moved, really. True. You know what I mean? Like, maybe not, maybe more so me, but just like not feeling fulfilled, maybe not understanding exactly what the feelings meant. And I don't think anticipating leaving. Right. But just like we weren't fulfilled in the relationship and we kind of talked through like, you know, what does that mean? What does that look like? But then it became way more real. And then there was like real conversations about actually leaving. And that's how long I think for a woman it takes Before we can leave. Like, we had to process for years and years and years Mm -hmm. to get to the point of, like, having serious discussions. Like, what does that look like?
0: Well, and and there's, like, two parts that I'm thinking of in this. And one of the parts is, what by the time a woman has decided to leave, she is well and truly done. Like, it's not, like, a quick decision of, like, well, you know, the solution here is just to ditch the situation and start over no for us I think for most women by the time you've decided to leave you've already worked through
1: all of the emotion around it yeah you're Um, yeah you're numb yeah you like almost have to numb yourself out yeah before you could really leave like you're you're trying you're going through the motions but like the feeling for me was just it was dead and that's sad to say and sad to admit to myself but I don't think there is really any way I could have gotten it back. Yeah. Because, and I wanted it to come back. For the kids. For the kids. But I just, I think for me and my heart and my soul, like it just was dead. And that was a hard realization to have mm-hmm. with a baby. Yeah. You know, like with a brand new baby. I mean, Kate we was. We both essentially yeah, had one year old. Kate and Atticus were one. Yeah. Like that's, that's like you're in the. Thick of it as a new mom again. Yeah. And still to be like, I'll be better off on my, like alone or separated from this partner. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I know some of like the conversations that you had with other people, like when they found out that you guys were getting a divorce. But to me, one of the most shocking comments or conversations that I had about my divorce was saying to somebody who I always hate to kind of give away who who the person is that maybe said the thing that was awful but um she boards her horse at my facility and I had you know it was hard for me to open up to to admit to everybody because to me it was a failure to say hey you know I'm getting a divorce and she basically said to me like well do you really think you've tried hard enough yeah and it was like a gut punch yeah because yeah. every question that i had for myself like did i try hard enough like you i had don't ar- think well, anybody you had already talks, thought about it yeah you but already, i don't think anybody talks about how hard it is to oh be the God. one to have to make the decision to leave yeah it's almost in that way easier to be left
1: yeah because you could always have someone else to blame yeah You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but both of us were ultimately the ones that had to make the decision.
1: Yeah, and both of ours got to blame us for it truly being over, even though I think mine for sure knew it was over and it had been over for a really long time if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. And he didn't make me want to stay. He didn't make me feel fulfilled. He didn't make me feel loved. He didn't, and I don't even know if, That's necessarily all his fault. But, like, just the compatibility was not there Mm -hmm. over time. Yeah. And I don't know. You have to, like, weigh your options. Like, I didn't want to wake up at 55 and be like, I just spent my whole life with someone that I know I haven't had this, like, emotional, physical connection with in a decade. Yeah. It's like, you know, I already... I didn't want to do that. That's yeah. what I was like. That was really like the the worst possible outcome for me is to wake up and my whole life was gone. And I was like, oh, my God. I knew when I was 25, 30 yeah. that this was over. And now I'm 55. And yeah. here I am. I and, and I think both of us
0: stayed as long as we did because of the kids. For me, and I talked about this with Dana in the last podcast episode, for me, it was also a sense of, like, not wanting to feel like I had failed. Like, I had told everybody, like, I'm getting married. I'm doing this thing. Yeah. And I wanted it to be for forever. And so I felt like a failure not having it last forever. Yeah. But.
1: Yeah, but that's societal, right?
0: It is societal pressure. And that's ultimately what I came
1: to. Yeah. But both of us, really, the concern was the kids. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, you chose the person that you had the kids with. They didn't get to choose yeah, their parents. Right. So it's like you are ultimately responsible for their entire existence. Yeah. So to force them into a, like a broken home is sad. Right. But like ultimately, it's going to be a better upbringing and a better environment if we are happy. And if they see us like independent, strong, happy, fulfilled than if they see us just committed. And unhappy. I
0: mean, the kids are yeah. like dogs in this sense, right? They know, they know. They know. They can
1: feel it. They can sense it.
0: Yeah. My therapist gave me two separate kind of good thoughts on the subject. She said, if your kids were going through the same situation and came to you to confide in you about this, yes. what was the what would be the advice that you would give them? Oh, my God. And without even thinking, I was like, oh, I would tell them to leave. I would tell them to follow their heart and do what makes them happy and everything else would fall into
1: place. Yeah, I had had that exact thought process. And ultimately, it was thinking about what would I tell Kate to do? Yeah, because you have a daughter. I have a daughter. And I'm like, what would I tell her to do? And I would tell her, go. Yeah. You only have one life. Like, you cannot waste it being unhappy. Mm -hmm. Especially with the like history of unhappiness in the relationship yeah it wasn't like a last minute thing like we fought at every single like event every single birthday every single vacation like who wants to live like that like who cares if you're at the four seasons if you're miserable yeah i'd rather be on the beach for free (laughs) by myself genuinely happy yeah
0: and and that's where, as much as there were similarities in your and my paths, yeah, our reasons for getting divorces totally were completely different. Yeah, Glenn and I didn't fight. Yeah, I mean we we fought Normal. like every couple did, but yeah. it wasn't an extraordinary amount. And totally. I I still really like who he is. Yeah, and and we're we still have a friendship, which yeah. you guys unfortunately don't. Um, Maybe but in, one day. E, hopefully same. one day, but in my mind, yeah. for me, I think seeing what you were going through kind of made me pause and go, do I, do I want to let this get to the point where I start to be so resentful that we're fighting all the time so that beyond this, I can't have a friendship with the person that I actually truly care about. Like
1: I don't want to be the parents that can't be in a room together. Yeah, you don't. Cause that's what I'm doing right now. And I can tell you wholeheartedly it is so incredibly awkward, uncomfortable and awful for everyone. Yeah. So yeah, I think you should try to maintain that as much as you possibly can. And I hope one day I could build it a little bit. At least, like, because it is awkward. Yeah, sitting in kindergarten open night for school and not even wanting to look at that other person is not a good feeling. And it's not that you don't. I don't know. It. Yeah, you. It's not healthy. Yeah. But it is what it is right now. I so. mean, you
0: have to. You know, what you I have to deal with it the way that it comes. But it is. It's. I think that's where it did make me question whether I was making the right decision or not because we still had a friendship. And so it wasn't like we were fighting all the time. And so without really getting into too much detail, it was really hard to explain. Yeah. Why? Why? Like it was not like I hate him. It was none of that. It was, it was just kind of like for me that wasn't there. And, and I needed a
1: different kind of support in my life. Yeah, well, you weren't fulfilled. No. So, but that's hard to explain, right? Like, I'm getting a divorce because I'm not fulfilled. People should go, I get it. Like, you need to be fulfilled, but most people will be like, that's why you're getting a divorce. Yeah. Like, don't don't you, isn't it like good enough? And it's like, yeah, but good enough for who? Mm -hmm. Good enough, good enough shouldn't be good enough. You know, like, you should feel fulfillment and genuine happiness. Well the relationships in your life are the thing that make the world go round. So Yeah, at the end of the day that's all you really have is yeah. all these memories, right? Yeah. And if your memories are mostly, you know, sad or depressing or lonely or Or filled with resentment. Or filled or with resentment it is. or anger or Yeah. Or numbness. Yeah. Like who wants to look back on their life and be like, Well, I was numb for most of it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, like I don't I, remember it. Yeah,
1: I don't really, I didn't really, my feelings were suppressed because it was the only way I was able to get through. Yeah, like that's not a life you want to look back on. No.
0: The other thing my therapist said to me was, What an unfair burden to put on your children. Yeah, that you stayed because of them, whether or not you ever say those words. But she was like, That's. That's a weight they shouldn't have to carry. Yeah. And in some ways, subconsciously For sure. They would feel that weight.
1: And yeah, that it would come really... out. Yeah, it would come out in different ways too. Yeah. Cause you would just like want to go so all into them. Yeah. You know, and like fully commit to them and like that well, that's the only reason why you're staying. And they shouldn't bear that, you know? No. Those were the two things that really I was like, okay. Yep. (laughs) And so there's going to be short term pain, Mm -hmm. right? Involved for everybody. There just is. Yeah. It is difficult to, you know, separate and start living separate lives. But like, genuinely, are you happier now? Yeah. And I know you are. I 100% am. Like, genuinely, in my heart and in my soul, I just feel lighter and feel more myself than I have since I was in college. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy that I'm almost thirty-five and I feel like I blacked out from twenty five to thirty-five. Yeah. And for me it's I had
0: I never found myself. Yeah. You know, getting married at nineteen, I, I never had the opportunity to find myself. And my marriage was not a space Wherein I could find myself, which is another part of why I left. I was stunted in the relationship.
1: I mean, the growth that I've seen in you since you have been on your own has been amazing. I don't think you would have gotten to this point for sure had you stayed because it was stunting your growth, but it was just it was stunting your happiness, too. I mean, yeah. You know, and I think for me, I don't know. Like, I don't I'm still kind of fully trying to understand why I allowed myself to be in something that I was unhappy in for so long, because loyalty is really important. And so it's like a big part of who I am and what I was taught growing up. Me too. But we've kind of talked a little bit about this, like loyalty to the wrong person is not healthy. Mm -hmm. And not that Billy is a bad person. He's not. Mine is not, like, a bad human being at all. But it's just okay that it wasn't the right fit. Yeah. It's just okay. Well, society
0: puts us in all of these boxes and all of these, like, nothing about—all of it is a construct, essentially. 100%. Right? So, like— where It was a thing that somebody decided whenever that you would get married to one person and you would stay
1: married to that person and that was the only way to do it. Yeah. And women were like almost owned by men. I mean, going back to yeah the real history behind marriage, right? Yeah. And that's why changing your name because you become the man's property. Yeah. And that notion obviously has been... It has changed, but there still is, like, that history, that background. So it's just I don't don't want all of my energy happiness to be tied to really anyone else. I just want to be fulfilled, and I want to have you in my life because it's fulfilling, but I don't want to have to have you in my life when it's not fulfilling. It's been
0: interesting to see... Because from the second I sort of decided to get a divorce, I said, I will never get married again. Mm
1: -hmm. And when (laughs) you
0: first left, you were adamant that you were going to get married again. You were like, I believe in this and I want this. And then the further out you've sort of gotten from from your marriage, that sentiment has changed. I know.
1: Yeah, I think that, like, committing yourself to in a relationship, I enjoy being in a relationship, in a partnership. Me too. I love being committed. I love that, like, stability. I love the companionship of a relationship. Yeah. And thankfully, I remembered that Mm -hmm. even going through a divorce. Like, I want to be with the right person. Like, I love being connected to someone in that way. Mm Mm-hmm. It takes more than just, like, being committed to it, right, to make it work. So, but, yeah, no, now I'm like, maybe I'll just, like, have a common law situation. We're just hanging out, and we have, like, a ceremony for fun, but it's not legal, and... So that Maxine can finally be a bridesmaid <laughs> and like standing in the water of Hawaii. Like, <laughs> oh yes, give me <laughs> in a, a hippie to go dress. <laughs> like we're committing. <laughs> but I don't know legally getting married again. I just like why? Yeah, I want it to be a choice. Like that's my also like a big thing. Like I want it to continue to be a choice. You that wake I make, up every day and choose to commit to that which person. Sounds corny. No, but I think it's like. It really is the way it should be. Like, I am choosing to be with you. It's not always going to be perfect, but, like, I – you bring me happiness. You bring me love. You bring me fulfillment. You bring me encouragement. Like, you're contributing to my growth as a human being. And, like, I'm recognizing all of those things, and I'm choosing to, like, love you back. Yeah, and give you And not, like, all I have to things. be here because I signed a piece of paper. But yeah. you're not loving me. You're not – Supporting me, you're you're stunting my growth. Like I don't, you know, I just. Well, and I think it it does kind of happen in marriage a lot that
0: because you have the piece of paper binding you, and because life gets so stressful, you kind of put it on the back burner because you're like, well, that person's always gonna be here, yeah. and I'll work on my relationship later. But right now, I'm in the trenches, and I'm gonna like,
1: yeah, focus on head everything down, but this. Head down and work on the everything else that I actually like can fix.
0: <laughs> Instead of like the the basis of your relationship.
1: Which is not the way it should be. But no, I do you think marriage gives you that comfort, but not it's in false a good way. Comfort. It's false comfort. And like you should still work to make sure that your relationship works. And in a marriage, sometimes like you don't you feel like you have you'll just take care of everything else, like you said, and then you'll just see what happens. But that is the opposite yeah. of how it should be. And it will be the opposite for my future relationships. Like I will commit to the relationship, not before other commitments, but like I will prioritize. I will make it a top priority. Absolutely, I will not let it just go.
0: We were talking about this last night that I'm, I'm not an outgoing person. Like I don't, I don't. It drains me to go talk to a lot of people. Yeah. And what fuels me are the deep one-on-one conversations. And so I don't think I'm open to dating right now because I'm not – I'm not able to currently commit to that first six months to a year of a relationship. Yeah. Where I want to be is the
1: relationship two years in but still strong. Yeah. Well, the first six months is – Tricky. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Brittany had a whole lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I lived my best life. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm but I still am like living my best life now yeah. in a relationship. So you guys what, are six months in? Almost nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 But the first I mean it's like it's so fun. It is honeymoon phase, but you are also navigating a whole adult, like not a kid. Yeah. We are grown people now, 30, almost 35, 42. Like you are set in your ways a little bit too and you're, but like the good thing is you know yourself and you know that there are flaws that you have, but you also like know what you're willing to accept, what you want, what you don't want, but like navigating all of that while being a parent while trying to work is tricky yeah like it's not easy but I do think it's 100% worth it but when you're not there so well and I had a a relationship between yeah
0: my marriage and now and it was good for me in so many ways 100% it was but it is you do realize especially because I met my husband at 18 and got married. Well, I met him. Yeah. I met him at 18 and got married at 19 and you do It's So you, you you have not molded like we kind of grew together the way that we did things. We figured that out together. So to be around somebody else and, have them so set in ways yeah. that are so different, different from the way that you do things when you're used to this sort of symbiotic relationship with somebody because you've done it for so long that yeah. you know exactly it's,
1: how they operate. Yeah. It's kind of a wild your, thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and I haven't, I, well, I have, like I've seen that, right? But I haven't lived with anyone else yet. Yeah. So I haven't either. Well, no, I know, but like, <laughs> um, That would be hard because, like, you're seeing all these traits and, like, right? These people are, again, grown people who have their past that has created traumas, that have created how they have habits. There's parents. There's there's siblings. Mm -hmm. There's friend groups that have impacted, like, who these people are. Yeah. Well, one of my biggest things, and I know you
0: struggled with the same thing. One of my biggest things is that I will never again be in a relationship with somebody where I don't get along with the family. So big. Like, even though for the entirety of my marriage, my in-laws were, for most of it, an ocean away. But beyond that, across the entire country. Yeah. The impact of... That on my relationship was so stressful.
1: Isn't that sad?
0: That I will never again, like it's gonna be a priority to meet and get to know yes. their family and and make sure
1: that I get along with those people. And see where someone truly came from. Yeah. Because you think that it'll change, like, but you're ultimately going to end up being
0: you're marrying their parents their parents
1: and you're ultimately going to become a version of your parents because that's just how it works yeah. right you're going to do your best to maybe make differences and there's going to be similarities but like you ultimately come from who you become well and and that
0: is through my journey of healing myself yeah in therapy again yeah, yeah. is all of these things about us positive Types. or negative yeah. come from our parents and they come from them not from anything negative per se yeah. but because they had that from their parents yeah. it's yeah and so knowing that my eyes are wide open to i remember the first time i met glenn's parents yeah my mom flew them out to visit us and surprise us in Germany for Thanksgiving, and we went and visited a castle, as you do in yeah. Europe. Um, <laughs> and his dad slipped on some some snow, oh, yeah. and he was fine. He yeah. wasn't hurt, but you know, like those animal what is it? Animals, Fun- planets, funniest videos, or something? Where yeah. like you cannot help but laugh because the situation is so... Like, it's funny because you know they're not hurt. Right. So Glenn bursts out laughing. And his mom turns around and just curses him out like you have never heard before. Like, expletive after expletive. And my mom and I look at each other like, whoa, oh my God. And now...
1: It makes sense. Deal breaker. Like
0: I would have been, and I was already engaged at that point. Yeah, I was going to say you were. Now, if that were to happen to me in a relationship today,
1: obviously that's not the
0: end all. Yeah, that's just a
1: microcosm of the dynamic, too. But
0: there's like a very serious conversation that has to happen. Like, is this normal? Yeah. Have you worked on yourself because you grew up in that? So, what have you done to make sure that you don't do that? Yeah. You know, like all of that has knock on effects to the person you're with. Yeah. And if that's how they were raised, that there are very clearly. And, and I know now what those effects were. Yeah. but I was 19 and I was like, man, his mom's awful. <laughs> and you're like, but we're going to be amazing. Right. Yeah, Because no, I love no. this man and it's all good. Yeah. But Unfortunately, you when you start to have a family of your own, when you get further down in your life path, whatever, all the things, all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, I, I see where that came
1: in. Like 100%. that should have been a red flag. Yeah, I think the family dynamic is critical. I really and it doesn't it's not going to be perfect, obviously. No, right? there's no family out there that is perfect. No, but it has to be healthy and it has to just be respectful and it has to be kind and, and loyal, but, like, it's not going to be perfect, right? But, yeah.
0: And the other part of it is you just have to go into it eyes wide open. Like, there are totally. going to be, like, red flags in whatever family, right? We all have our oh, stuff. Sure. There is no perfect family, like no. you said. But at least getting to know their family before you commit Better to them. them to a point where now you have a deep understanding of who they are truly to their core, the stuff that's underneath yeah, and why, and making sure that you're with a person who recognizes their family's flaws and how that might affect them and what they need to do to avoid
1: making the same mistakes. Yeah, and avoid making their family's issues your family's issues too. Well, and a big
0: part for for us was Glenn struggled to set the boundary with his family because of the way that his parents were. And so it negatively impacted our relationship because some of the things his mom did to me where I just sat back and took it. Instead of standing up for me, he sort of joined her on whatever her soapbox was. That would... Hurt and that was really painful, yeah. That would, and hurt. in hindsight, now he's like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know why I didn't come to your defense, or I don't know why I, you know, let her treat you like that.
1: So, especially because, like, also she's not very nice to him, no, so like, and they don't
0: have a relationship anymore,
1: yeah. Which is, but that's like, that's really interesting. But, but it's he's still the also blood, done, the blood is it, it isn't thicker than water, but a lot of people do you know, subscribe to that notion. And, and a lot of times, rightfully so, but sometimes, like, we were talking about, like, loyalty, again, to the wrong person, even if it's family, is not good sometimes. Yeah. I did learn
0: earlier than a lot of people that blood is not thicker. Than, like, you know, yeah. like, uh, to me, like, I just don't... No, like, just because we are blood-related... Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not making excuses for your bad behavior just because we're blood related. Yeah. I don't have to let you in. The kind of person I am, I'm always going to be kind to you. I'm always going to help you if you need it, but I don't have to let you close to me.
1: Totally. Yeah. But, and then, and then if you engage with a family where you have to set those boundaries because they're not very nice and then you have to end up saying like, hey, I need to set this boundary because you're just not very kind. Mm -hmm. Right. But then it creates this like, well, then you know, you're the bad choosing one. sides, You're right? the woman yeah. that came in, that caused the rift, that whatever. When really that's not at all your intention. You're just setting mm-hmm. boundaries because you can't be affected by this person.
0: Well, and ultimately I... And you were affected. But I didn't set boundaries. Yeah. Like I struggled to set boundaries because I didn't want to... Ruffle My feathers and like be the issue. My ex-husband's family already blamed me... I got blamed for things that happened before I met him. Yeah, right. So like I didn't stand a heard. chance. No,
1: you didn't stand a chance. You know, and so which again, not you. None of right. Was so I know, like
0: you. I can I can look in the mirror and go, yeah, that that wasn't me because I actually wanted a like another me too. family. Like so I, I was so excited to get married and to be a part of another family. Yeah. In a way that I maybe hadn't experienced a family, totally. and so I tried really hard. Yeah, I and wanted I know that you, too. Yeah, right. Because like struggled. I was an only
1: child, so for me, like gaining siblings, yeah. And by the way, all sisters. Like I was like, yes. this is going to be amazing. Like this is going to be fun. Like, and I for sure got a sneak peek into some of the family dynamics and issues mm-hmm. before getting married, but. It just... It was not easy. It was not enjoyable. Like, I don't really... it The relationship was strained, I think, between all of the family members at different times mm-hmm. for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, kind of a toxic dynamic. And I for sure didn't get the sisters that I would have loved to have gotten. Yeah. That just was not in the cards. Yeah. Like, and I don't think it was me. Like, I do think I, w- I tried. Like, I tried a lot, but... And again, sometimes like the the dynamic just doesn't work, yeah. and I don't think I fit into their dynamic. I honestly don't know if they even fit in their own dynamic. Yeah.
0: Um, well, that's where nobody's done me. the healing, yeah. and so you like you
1: can't fix. No, and I but like for a while, you know, it just it felt like it's me. Obviously, like it's me. Mm-hmm that's kind of coming in i don't really feel a part of the family like we had a big family reunion Mm -hmm. and i'm just like i feel like an outsider and i've been a part of this family for a decade yeah and i legit feel like an outsider yeah and that's just not a good feeling and with camilo and his family Mm -hmm. i feel like i've been a part of the family for years just the way that they treat me yeah they kiss me they hug me they tell me they love me i'm like it's it's honestly almost too much because I'm not used to it. So I'm like, I love you too. Like, I, I get like yeah. awkward. Yeah. Because but that's like amazing the love to is be embraced. pouring on me. Yeah. It, it very much is embraced. Yeah. And him and I even had like a, a fight while we were in Hawaii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in in my ex's family dynamic, I would have been like outcast. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have an issue. This is your issue. Like you're you're on the outside, mm-hmm. and Camila's family. Like it was the opposite. Yeah, they're like, "What's going on? You know, like mm-hmm. what's going on? It's you. You guys are being silly. Mm-hmm. Come here, we love you. Come here, we love you. Like it was the almost support. like they upped the like showing their love for me, yes. just to make me feel more comfortable, even though it was a very uncomfortable situation. Yes, they did their absolute best to make me feel more comfortable. Just so kind. And so incredibly kind. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is how these people show love and this is the way that I want to be shown love.
0: Because that shows you that the person your partner was shown this kind
1: of love and grace. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that's amazing. I didn't even think, I hadn't even thought through that. And
0: so that affected and influenced who he was because that's how he was raised. Instead of being raised with the animosity right and the, no yeah for sure I would love to meet someone that had that kind of relationship because I the same for me I don't I can truly say that my in-laws did not love me yeah. and I did a lot for my in-laws you did a lot
1: um me, from what I
0: know. you know financially and just you know always trying Anything like hey let's go do. do something together hey like why don't you come visit the kid you know all of that but there's two sides to that. And so I'm so happy for you that you've found somebody whose family also accepts you because you are so amazing. You deserve that love and you deserve to be, to have people wrap their arms around you when you're struggling, whether that's because of their son or, you know, brother or whatever,
1: or whether that's because of something else. Totally. Well, and and I think they're just like, you know, if you guys have a little spat, whatever, like Mm -hmm. that's going to happen, but that doesn't, that doesn't change how we feel about you.
0: Right. That's between you guys. Yeah. But the overarching feeling is love.
1: Yes. And honestly, it's amazing because his – the way his parents also – his mom specifically treats the mother of his children. Mm -hmm. She is engaging with her a lot. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make me uncomfortable because I see just the love. She's like, you are a part of my family. You are the mother of my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter – that you and my son did not work out from a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. You are my family. I will support you. I will be here. I want to talk to you. I want to engage with the kids through you. Like, yeah, what what I mean, just seeing thing. that it exists is so nice because I just I thought I was like, OK, well, I guess this is just how it is, yeah. you know, Well, and I I love that
0: perspective because it almost sounds like your mother-in-law recognizes that the most important thing in that situation is the children and if she Absolutely. does not have a good relationship with one half of those children then it She's takes away out. from her relationship with the with the grandkids yes so by her just saying hey i accept and love and embrace and i'm still here for you Kids slash grandkids are gonna see that, yes, and love their grandmother instead of feeling like their grandmother hates yes. half of who they are. Yes.
1: Oh my god, one hundred percent. And in
0: my dynamic, I think even if we had worked out, that wasn't gonna be there. My kids were gonna see that she didn't like me because I was so different to her. You know, I remember my brother-in-law that had just a makes girlfriend. No sense. Well, but the people are uncomfortable with the things that.
1: They're not. They don't
0: know. Yeah. So, you know, he had gone to Europe with the military yeah. and met some German girl. Yeah. We got engaged before ever meeting yeah. his yeah. family. She. All she knew was, well, this girl is 19 years old. Yeah. Right? The so optics, I, ap- right? Apparently the day that she found out that we were engaged, she went through the house slamming all the cabinets and doors and whatever.
1: So like, yeah, that's not a great way to like start right. a relationship. So
0: I do understand where to her that's like,
1: you yeah. know, d- doesn't
0: make her feel great. Um, Okay.
1: Have a little tantrum, but then you got to get to know someone. Yeah. And that's on her if you choose not to.
0: Yeah. My brother-in-law was dating a girl who was exactly like my mother-in-law. She was a teacher like my mother-in-law. Oh, she yeah. was from New Jersey like my mother-in-law. Yep. She lived around the corner from my mother-in-law. That's easy. Like they just, it was the same. And so she saw for her son. They didn't end up working out, but she saw for her son exactly what she had. And in me, it was like, Who, yeah, this is you the know, opposite. this person grew up in a different country. Yeah, like. You know, I I just led a completely different life from her.
1: Yeah,
0: and she grew up in a very different family from her. And I think she was in some ways intimidated because she didn't understand. Yeah, and so she just went into the relationship not liking me because yep. I was so different to her.
1: Yeah,
0: and and definitely felt like I'm just getting now to a point in my life where I'm really okay with the fact that I didn't go to college. You should. But my mother-in-law is one of those people who is so judgmental about that. And so I already in that dynamic am feeling like, well, you don't respect me because I didn't go to college and because I'm young. Yeah. So there was already like she just didn't baseline, baseline, did not not respect me. (laughs) So I am am looking forward to hopefully at some point finding a relationship wherein that family – Celebrates me for who I am and what I've built for myself.
1: They should instead of that.
0: being, I don't know, yeah. offended o- is the wrong word, yeah. but like, yeah, offended by yeah. me being different,
1: yeah, and casting you kind of aside, yeah, and. and- Keeping you, keeping you as an outsider, not letting you in yeah. and embracing, but like keeping you as, Oh, oh well, she's, she's yeah. not part of,
0: well, and I feel our- like that's where Camillo's mom is so smart because it's essentially really smart. she's, she's recognizing that the most important things in those kids' lives are their two parents. yes, And she's recognizing that she actually has no authority or right to those children But by maintaining a really good dynamic with both of the parents and the most influential parts of those children's lives, she's automatically going to be in their lives, not because she has a right to be, because they want her there, because the mother of the children feels safe to have that person in their lives. Me, I have to worry about my mother-in-law saying bad things about me to my kids and this was even
1: before yeah. we got a divorce, yeah,
0: yeah. you know That's so the and, real and sad the way that my mother-in-law approaches the whole thought of the grandkids like she she has said like, I have I think she ha- really enjoys
1: having grandkids.
0: I don't I don't think so either, but she has said, like, I have a right. I, they're my grandkids, right? And it's like, well, hold on, like you don't have a right to them. The only people that have a right to these children are them. No, it's the kids.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't
0: even feel like I have a right to my kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a right. I I have, I can
0: can guide and parent my kids and and have them in my home and shepherd them. But if I don't do right by them. Totally. I don't have a right to my kids. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel that anyone has a right to me, has a right to my children. My kids allow me to take care, if you will. You know, I mean, obviously, yes. Yes. Like, hi, I brought you into this world, right?
1: But I'm I'm doing my
0: best to be a good mom to you. I'm not, you know, doing things that would have you taken away from me.
1: Yeah, but and right, like, but as long as you are a good mother, yeah, right. But if you do do wrong by them, yes, and you mistreat them and you alienate them and you abuse them physically, mentally, have emotionally. No right to them. Yeah, you, and they choose when they're older to not have anything to do with you. That's their choice. Right, and that's their, their right. Yeah. And I think Sully is really smart to do that. Yeah. And my ex-mother-in-law has not called me one time since I separated from her son.
0: I know. To check in on
1: either. me, to check in on the kids. Yep. They don't I hope they talk to the kids through their son. Yeah. But I'm like, how do you not want to engage with me? Right? Like unhappy, unhealed people. Yeah. I don't know. I like, or check in or ask any questions. Like maybe it's because they too just (laughs) were over the relationship and over all the issues. But it's sad because I don't feel compelled to call them. Like, I, I don't feel compelled to well, send them pictures of the Well, they've also given you
0: a reason to not.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Going even a step further, not only ignoring me or, or just forgetting about me, but being actually awful. awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. It's a waste of time, too. Like, I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, the relationship didn't work. They didn't murder anybody. But you're
0: you're an incredible mother. Like
1: I think those kids
0: could not have a better mom. You're amazing. So Mm. just because the relationship didn't work out, like I understand, like there are so many relationships where the relationship doesn't work out, and the one parent just is a horrible parent. Yeah, like horrible. So I could see where in that dynamic, the in-laws would be like you get away yeah fr- like yeah. you are so you're, awful. The you're the problem you're the you problem you go away but when it's just the relationship that didn't work out but like you're an amazing mom and they should be so glad that their grandkids do have you as their mom yeah it's just sad that they can't yeah just, just reach out yeah
1: but they, didn't, they weren't supportive while I was married, so why would I expect them to start supporting me after I'm not yeah. married?
0: No, yeah, <laughs> right. And, and that goes back I mean, to the whole thing of like, that is why that is so important in a relationship to figure that out before you commit your life to that. And that
1: is why I'm also not really sad to be a part of that family, to not be a part of that family anymore. Like, it. the whole thing sucks. Like, of course, like, I would have loved to have stayed in love and, like, be fulfilled and be happy and, like, be growing with... You know, the father of my children. But like in reality, that just what that that wasn't possible with our dynamic and with the resentment and with the history of just arguing and. Well, and arguably,
0: I mean, we can say what if all we want, but arguably. If his family were the way Camilo's family was totally there's a good chance That you guys would still be together. And I'm not putting that on the family. What I'm putting it on is if they were those supportive, loving people, that's what they would have poured into their son. Yeah. And their son would have poured that into you. Yep. And so your whole dynamic in marriage would have been different.
1: 100%. I I do believe that. Yeah. I do believe that. But that ship has sailed, right? That oh, I mean, <laughs> so far gone. It's 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 lower that than ship. where the
0: Titanic is.
1: <laughs> it <ship> has <laughs> sailed. Crashed, burned, But, burn, you know, sunk. I do not, and I've said this time and time again, and I, I do not, and I hope I never feel differently. I don't regret any of it. I don't regret no. meeting him. I don't regret marrying him. I don't regret having one child with him. I don't regret having a second child with him. I don't regret it because I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. About who I am, what I want, what I don't want, I have two amazing human beings, the best, yeah, and now I can go into this next new season of life mm-hmm. with all of that history, all of that knowledge, and I can apply it to what makes me happy, well, and how sad it would be to to have regret,
0: you oh know my God, like for sure how much lighter you feel knowing that you feel good still about those decisions. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't the end all be all, but I feel good about the decisions I made and I feel the same way. Yeah. I would not change it for the world. No. I needed to do what I did when I did it. Yep. I get married. Yeah. Even though it was young, even though everybody freaked out, all the things, I needed to do that. Yeah. And my children were, We're meant to find me and be my children. Yes,
1: one thousand percent agree.
0: And so, whatever happens, like these beautiful
1: kids, like it's all worth it. It's all worth it.
0: Never, I will never regret it either. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, and the butterfly effect of just life, right? Like you make one choice, mother of monarch. Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't even on purpose. (laughs) Um. No, I I think it's it's amazing, and I think like both of us are on a path to like true and probably I'm gonna say on a path because I don't think we've gotten there yet, right? But on a path to be genu- genuinely happy and fulfilled in our own lives, mm-hmm. and be open for someone to love us again. Yeah,
0: we we were talking about this last night, and it's it's funny because I was. I always end up getting into these long, deep conversations before a podcast <laughs> because like we're anticipating having a long, deep conversation, um, being fulfilled in ourselves. Like you and I both yeah. have such full lives and yes, like you have an awesome relationship now and, um, he's so sweet and I'm, we got to spend all weekend together and it's been so fun. Um, but ultimately, like, w- when you met him, you were super fulfilled. Like, you were living your best life. I was happy.
1: You. I was you not were, really thinking I was going to meet someone seriously. No,
0: you that. were just dating and having fun. You, honestly, you met more friends than anything else. Totally. And you were playing pickleball a Love ton. It.
1: Like, to four, a high level. Four hours a day.
0: What? Super what was it. your, because it's kind of like tennis, right? What was your, what's your ranking or your.
1: So I'm a four five right now. Which is impressive. I would, I mean, dream, dream scenario, I could go pro. But I just don't Really? Think, We've never
0: talked about I this. I just
1: don't think in this stage of life, even if I got to the level, I don't think I could do it because you have to travel a lot. Yeah. So I'm like, now my new goal is like, play senior pro. So 50. So just like have fun play like high level oh. amateur and then try to go pro when i'm 50 and That's play cool. senior pro tour because then the kids will be moved out yeah and i can travel as much as i want and get sponsors and like be around the whole like energy and vibe of the sport what a cool goal and play at like a super competitive level but you never know but it it won't be it won't be now i i think I think that's such an amazing goal. I think it sounds super fun. It's just, it's not possible for me right now. And honestly, I, it fulfills me already. Like I don't need to get to that level to be fulfilled by it. Like it's the number one thing that got me through the divorce was playing and putting all of that energy that I would have been putting and just trying to like get by Mm -hmm. in my relationship. I was able to put it into my physical well-being, into a new hobby. It's a super social sport. Yeah. Like socializing, building connections, building relationships with people, and like good people, solid people. Well, I feel like people that are
0: out, because for you guys, it's outside. Yeah. Because you're in California. Yeah, vitamin D. Right. So like people who are getting out in the sun,
1: Moving physical activity- those are happier people. Just hanging out with nature, your friends.
0: Hanging out with friends. and Being l-
1: competitive. Yeah. Sweating.
0: It's good laughing. for the soul. It's And so really, you're, really you're going to meet people, A, that like to do, Like-minded. you have a commonality, mm-hmm. but then also that are just happier people because we know that those things contribute to your mental well-being.
1: 100%. Yeah. And like, you can't be mad when you're there. Right, like oh, I've I've (laughs) got I
0: I played pickleball for the first first and second time ever and last time, (laughs) first and the second was my last so far.
1: We're um, we're going with
0: Brittany, but it's hard because I I I don't want to play with you because she's so good that I'm like this is not fun for her (laughs) (laughs) to play with someone that sucks. But um, but it is it's infectious. It really is.
1: Like I was playing tennis before Mm -hmm.
0: for just a little while, like not, not a ton. Um, but going there and playing pickleball and everybody's so gracious because you had organized the two other people. And I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I suck. Like, I don't know. (laughs) The kitchen is like a mess. I'm in there (laughs) all the time. (laughs) I need to get out. I need to stay out. I'm making sandwiches up (laughs) in this bitch. um, (laughs) But they were so gracious and so kind. And I did truly feel like they were still having a good time. For sure. And so it was, the energy of it was yeah. infectious. Like yeah. I just, and again, like being outside, I'm curious because Tacoma has that new
1: yeah, pickleball spot called the, the Drop. Yeah. Which, which by the way, is cool. such a good name. It is a good really name. Really a good name, Because... Right? pickleball you could have a lot of bad names and there are a lot of bad names that come out of oh, pickleball really? I haven't yeah. heard any of so the drop is is a good one, a good one.
0: well I want to check it out and I, like hopefully you'll you'll come back soon and we'll check it out yeah. but um, it's inside so I do wonder how
1: that will compare I've played inside though. you have yeah it's still good but it's kind of cool because there's no elements so there's no wind oh, right Yeah. so it's it's a little bit faster paced oh. because you don't have the wind to contend with yeah I think it's still super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's still very social. It's still obviously like amazing cardio. Yeah. So I'm going to venture to say that if you do,
0: if you become a senior pro, I love it. One of my businesses will be your first sponsor. I'm telling yes! you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you'll have horse, me, I will
1: have you. If you'll have oh, yeah. me. <laughs> Look, I just need an iron horse like logo on all of my stuff. Yeah. A Mac- paddle. McCallum and Sons. I'll have McCallum and sons-, sons on a one side of my paddle. Of and I- <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something. I'll have to like put wrap it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to have seven paddles with all your businesses. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that would be really fun. Like that's kind of my new legit goal because yeah. I think it's attainable. I think it's great long term. I think like right now I have to focus on like raising my children, Mm -hmm. being successful in this new job venture, like figuring out how to maximize my time with my kids. Yeah. And I can't get distracted by just doing what I would want to do. But I don't have to give that up. I can just delay it. Well right cuz there there is that and
0: I don't remember the actual percentage but it's something crazy like by the time your kids turn 18 you will have spent like 90% of the time that you'll ever spend with them yeah, in their life. Yeah I know with them. I know. Which is crazy. And so to th- Yeah. So you're so right like use the time with them now. And then go do that later, and how cool that it's a, something that you can do when you're older. Yeah, right.
1: It's yeah that, because a lot of sports you can't do that, right? Yeah, probably golf, maybe My sport tennis, is one. pickleball, riding is probably yeah. I mean, your body's screwed
0: by the time <laughs> probably yeah but, yeah. But but a lot of like equestrians, they're they're a little bit older yeah. when they go to the bit yeah
1: yeah. And if and if there's a senior pro league, which I'm sure sh- is there in riding, no. Maybe you start it
0: because age doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like riding is more about finesse. Yeah. So for us, like we're, I think we're the only Olympic sport where men and women compete against each other. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I don't, age doesn't really matter either. I mean, we do have like juniors and adults, right? So up until 18. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. And then there's like uh, above 35. There are. There are. That's that's not exactly true. Like now that I think about it. So Could I grew up go riding pro? jumpers. But um. riding like hunters, there are. I mean, there is juniors and over. But hunters, there's a bunch of age divisions now that I'm thinking of it. I just haven't. I haven't done the deep dive into like being super competitive because I got back into riding yeah. just a couple years ago and decided to start a farm and do the whole thing. But I'm still, maybe that'll
1: be on your goal list.
0: I know. I don't think I I
1: will go pro. Yeah. The thing about I going
0: pro in, know. in my sport is that you can just decide to go pro. So Yeah. Okay. Essentially their definition of a pro is if you're receiving money in exchange for writing. Riding. riding. Okay. So whether that's a sponsorship sponsorship, so as a as an uh adult amateur, I can't accept a sponsorship for writing. Or because, you would be or I would have to go pro. pro. I would have to, and then if you want to go back to be an, being an amateur, you can't compete for two years. Oh. And so, like, if I'm teaching any lessons, yeah. if I'm getting paid to ride people's horses, like, that automatically you have to be a – you have to not be an amateur anymore. Got it. Um. So, ultimately, like, yeah. there's no reason
1: and I'm not going around the world. You can just decide how competitive world. you would want to get with it. Yes. Which is really nice. And also, like – you've just taken the passion and made it into a business. So like you're not delaying any gratification right, on this dream. Like you're living the dream now. Like this is the dream.
0: Yeah. And for me owning a farm and being at the farm, like, yes, it's fun to compete. And it's funny because I spent my whole life telling everybody that I'm not competitive because I didn't think I was. Yeah. Turns out it was negative self-talk where I was just like, well, you're not good enough to be competitive. So just, just like yeah. show up, but like you yeah. suck. Yeah,
1: and just don't act like you care.
0: Yeah, and then I I was starting to compete again, and I was like, damn it, I'm competitive. I'm not competitive with anyone else. You're I'm competitive, competitive with,
1: with myself. Yeah, I don't know how it took you till then to figure that out, but
0: <laughs> I I don't know I, but but again, yeah. it's, it's funny because it connects to that like healing myself. Yeah, as I healed myself and realized, no, you're actually like a a a, a pretty decent human being amazing you know I was like oh funny I'm looking back at my life path and these businesses and these crazy things that I've it's done It's all the competition with yourself it's all because I was in competition with myself because I wanted to be impressive yeah because I was overcompensating for these feelings that I had through my my childhood of yep. not being good enough yep and so I I overcompensated and I did all the things
1: <laughs> yeah but you could have overcompensated in a lot worse ways. Oh, okay. totally. I know. I know. <laughs> so I feel like this was the best use of overcompensation. Yeah. Was to propel yourself to success. Do you ever... So
0: I have struggled a lot now even in, in feeling like, you know, I've done a lot in my life. And yeah. like the college degree doesn't matter anymore. Because I think that was a lot of it too. Like totally. I was trying to prove myself. Yeah. Because I would you know, get to a certain point and they'd be like, you're amazing. And, you know, we'd love to like hire you on for, you know, this better p- or whatever. Like I, I worked at an event management company in Germany. And at the end of my time there, they're like, well, we'd really like to hire you for like, you know, a bigger role. And in talking to, it was like a huge company in Germany and talking to their superiors, they were like, we can't hire her because she doesn't have a college degree really yeah
1: so you think it it and so I think that
0: impacted and and my family was all very judgmental about the fact that I didn't have a college degree not like my mom or my dad but like my aunts and uncles um not to my face but sort of implied yeah and so I I kind of was like well if no one's gonna hire me I'm just gonna like go off on my own and and do things and be impressive and now I'm being invited into rooms where people want my opinion and I'm like shocked. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like, oh, you're asking me, like, yeah. you want to know what I have to say.
1: Like, well, that they're smart because you have a lot of good things to say. Right. But it's a crazy
0: yeah. mind shift to be like, oh, like now, not only – now they – but it's funny because now it's like, well, we can't hire you. Like, you're too yeah. – like, you're doing your own thing. Like, we're not going to hire you. But, like, we – you know. Yeah. I mean, We want me, to yes, work with you. But, yes, we want to work with you, which is cool. We like, like what
1: you're doing. Collaborate. And we want to be a part of it. Yeah.
0: Because you've but got a lot to say. I do struggle a lot with a lot of, like, imposter syndrome. Do you ever – have that or you're just so confident that you don't have imposter syndrome?
1: No, I think definitely like fake it till you make it. Yeah. I I can do that you're the in, in a working environment. I can fake it till I make it Yeah, because I know I can do it, but I don't know how to do it yet, but mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. And so until then, I'll just make everybody think that I've got it. It's your core belief in your ability to figure it out. Yeah, I know I can do it. Yeah, but it's I just have to find motivation. So like, in my last life, from a career perspective, mm-hmm. like, and I should have been motivated because the whole it was obviously almost like a family business in a in a way like mm-hmm. a corporate family a huge family business yeah like a family corporate business. family business but like I wasn't fulfilled. Yeah, I wasn't motivated. I didn't really enjoy going there and doing what I was doing. But now I have a different perspective because I also am doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. And I do feel more fulfillment and more motivation to be successful and to like really figure it out and not just continue to fake it. Cause like, I think in my past, like I, I've probably, I didn't. And even now, like that's probably negative self-talk too. I was going to say, you were really good at your job. I, I know. I, I have a real issue, like, accepting that I'm actually good at my job. So, like, w- with this one topic way, in her particular. By
0: job created a position specifically for her.
1: Yeah, I know. That's, like, it is. Because of her qualifications. That was humbling, for sure.
0: But you also had a partner.
1: Yeah, going back here.
0: Who didn't make you feel like you were, were and and he for the people like that ever don't know Britney, yeah. she worked for her husband. <laughs> don't. But do he that. <laughs> he was, but he wasn't your husband. When we first started when working you first together, started working no, together. But, no but event yeah. and yes, it, there was no foul play. Yeah, yeah, no. But in the dynamic, like you were very high up in the company of your own accord, but he was higher of his own accord
1: yeah, I was doing well. i was I was having success on my own, like navigating the different channels to success within insurance brokerage. Um, you know, Billy was doing that simultaneously. We were on we had the same exact position essentially, just yeah. in two different divisions. And then he had an opportunity to come and and have more leadership and opportunity mm-hmm. in Washington. And that was great. But I was just always in his shadow when in Florida, I was kind of the star. Mm-hmm. So it was a shift where mm-hmm. it was like Brittany was kind of the star. I was doing well and like I was well liked and I was getting well respected and I was young. Yeah. But I was like, I was on a solid you path to success. You were hungry to then success. probably. Yeah. And I, wa- yeah, I wanted to be successful. And I was, I was utilizing the opportunities that were presented to me. Yeah. And, but then I, I kind of shifted into Billy's shadow and it was all about supporting Billy mm-hmm. and it became less about me and more about him and I definitely think that created a lot of resentment mm-hmm. for me but I also then didn't feel empowered to be successful because it was always kind of under him and I know I should have looked at it as like this is a great opportunity but he, the, his leadership was style also, for me was not working
0: Yeah. And it, it, it was his, it did some responsibility would have fallen on him to really make you feel how important you were because you were so important in that company. And I know that from the conversations we had had and when you were leaving and how people were feeling about that, like
1: you were very valuable. I think I was and it's, but I don't, Think he believes that. And so but that's he what's needed been that hard for me. For his own ego. Totally. But that's just like him not feeling it. I absorbed that. Yeah. So it was like, if he doesn't feel it, then it must not be true. And like I really must not be that good because he has a problem with everything that I'm doing. And there's always nitpicking, and there's always like But to play devil's advocate, he
0: was doing that in unwork-related things. Yes. So it wasn't a you problem. It was a him problem.
1: Yeah. And I just, I don't think that the dynamic in the relationship was healthy. So then to transfer that to a working relationship, that was unhealthy. Yeah. Like, the relationship then wasn't solid. And that was before we were even married Yeah. The first year of our marriage was the worst year of my entire life. So yeah, the dynamic wasn't good. Then that like brings me back to the circle. Why the hell did I stay? It's funny because somebody said to me
0: something happened to lead to the breakup of my relationship after my ex-husband. And somebody said to me and and i also hate that the kind of transfer of blame because it was not me that did the thing um, but somebody was like it's just so crazy to me that this happened to you because you're such a strong woman mm. and i was like that's not I'm not I refuse to accept responsibility for the actions of another person just because you perceive me to be a strong woman and so I shouldn't have been in that position.
1: Yeah, or I should be able to handle it. Yeah. There's some things I should not and will not handle. It's like it's it's kind of wild.
0: Yeah. And so that kind of made me think of of that for you like what, you're doing that to yourself, and you're going. Well, I'm a I'm a strong person. I'm a smart person. Why did I stay for so long? But it's so much deeper than that. It is that you can't you can't put that on yourself.
1: Because there are back, so many reasons you stay. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to being loyal to the wrong person. Yeah. Isn't good. Yeah. It didn't because serve I was committed. I was loyal. I was scared. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is good enough. But again, that loyalty, when you know it's not right, you have to follow your gut and you cannot just be loyal because you said you were going to do it. Like I said I was going to commit, so I'm going to commit. It's like, no, no, no. You need to commit because it's worth it to be committed. Yeah. And when it's not worth it to be committed, you need to recognize that and then have to cut those pieces out. And hindsight is
0: always 2020,
1: right? Totally. Like when
0: you're deciding to have children, because both of us made the choice to have children. Yes. Like it was not Act an oops. That. No. So you're not going into making the choice to have children thinking, like, all of these things are so wrong in my relationship, but no. I'm gonna do it anyway. Like totally. You're no. going into it thinking this is the person I'm spending my life with. Yes, we're building a family, this is what we're doing. The problem is that while beautiful and rewarding and ultimately for me is what i feel my purpose in life is is to be a mother and to raise my children.
1: Yeah.
0: It's damn hard.
1: Oh my god. And so
0: so hard. Having children exacerbates every issue. Totally. And shines a light on every problem. Not just in the relationship, but on you as a person. Like, it will highlight your weaknesses like nothing else can. Yeah, that's so true. And then your partner's weaknesses that are now highlighted that you could ignore before because you kind of shoved them in the corner.
1: You can't ignore. You're like, oh, they're right there. (laughs) And it's not going away. How could I shut off the light? Can we turn this (laughs) off? Let's let's stick it back in the (laughs) closet. I don't like this one. Off, off, (laughs) off.
0: So it is kind of wild, like, going back to dating now. Yeah. Some of those people, like, your new partner has kids. Yeah. So you're able to see how he parents. It's interesting. You get a whole, like, window into. Yeah. How does this person parent, how does this person show up for his kids? How does this person show up for his ex? Because, yeah. by the way, like, if all you have to say is negative about your ex, yeah, right? Because you and I both have positive things to say about our exes. Literally, still. And there's reasons that we fell in love with them. It just for didn't sure. work. Yes. So if, like, that person had, like, only negative things to say about their ex, that, to me, would be Red flag. questionable. You know, like... So it is yeah. interesting because you get a whole different insight the older they are and the more like life, life experiences lessons. they've had because mm-hmm. you get a, a total
1: window into how they handle situations. Yeah, and I think it's been interesting to see other parenting styles and other cultural differences. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's Latino, he's Colombian. So mm-hmm. like that—that that is really interesting yeah. to see their parenting style. It is different and it's, it's great. Right. But it is different. Um, but I can learn things from him and he can learn things from me. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of negative things to say about his ex at all. Again, his mom is still super connected to her. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot to say because the interaction is relatively limited, but like they interact as much as they can about the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, she seems nice enough. Like, yeah, there's no issues. Right. They make it work. They make it work. They recognize that the relationship wasn't working for them. They tried. Right. But it's just also okay for them that it didn't work. Yeah. Um, and there's no hard feelings, you know, about being in other relationships at this point. Like happiness is key. Mm -hmm. I really hope that I could get there because, you know, obviously that's not my dynamic right now. Yeah. But, like, that's what I want. And, I, and I've and i said to Camila, I'm like, if you are interacting with the mother of your children, you should interact with the mother of your children. Like, you should be cordial. You should be more than cordial. Like, you know, he showed up and got the kids all stuff for Mother's Day for, that, for her. Yeah. And that was really telling for me mm-hmm. because mine would not do that. Yeah. So it was nice to see... That and, like, I don't know. It just made me feel good about how he shows up even Mm -hmm. when the relationship isn't working. Like, I think ultimately we didn't work out. We would still or could be friends. Yeah. Because it's not about it's just, hey, this just didn't work. But you're an amazing human being. I'm an amazing human being. But for whatever reason, we couldn't figure it out. And that's pretty amazing because I don't think a lot of people can break up and still stay as like amicable and friend friendly. Yeah. But you and Glenn have also figured that out too.
0: Yeah. But it's not like we haven't, we've like mastered it, right? Like we've so much had our ups and downs with that, but it is true that the overarching feeling between the two of us is we would rather be in each other's lives than not. Yeah. Because we do genuinely love and appreciate the other person. Yeah. And just because the in love isn't there. Yeah. Doesn't mean we should let go of somebody that is so valuable to us. Yeah. And hopefully we can maintain that as both of us find new relationships in the future. That's my hope. I could imagine that it would be really difficult. I don't think for me. Because I I did have another relationship already, and I was able to still
1: show up and maintain For that sure. friendship. I yeah. do wonder how that will be on the other reverse. In the when reverse, there's a woman, and I think a woman a woman's dynamic can be powerful mm-hmm. in a good way or in a negative way.
0: It'll be everything. Yeah, it will be his choice of partner will dictate. Yes. The relationship that he and I can have. I think that's true. Which is hopefully fortunate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, she should be supportive and encouraging. And yep. it will tell me a lot about the person that he's chosen. Because anybody coming into a dynamic with somebody who has children with somebody else, like, mm-hmm. you should be encouraging them to have the best possible relationship for the kids yes. obviously not inappropriate No, of but like if not. there can be a friendship there like totally, that is the ideal scenario for the kids 100%. so if that person just, is causing
1: problems yes they're the problem they're a problem yeah. they're the problem that will create a broken family because just deciding to end the relationship is not breaking a family I don't think right It's it's not being able to have any sort of of relationship that ultimately breaks it yeah if the relationship needs to shift and become different that's not broken it's maybe bent a little bit yeah right or it's we're redirecting it but if you have toxicity and like that's gonna break it it's all
0: about how and and again like everybody that I've talked to in a professional sort of way about this has said it is 100% about how you handle it yes your attitude the attitude about it and the way that you treat each other and as long as the kids feel safe because the parents are safe with each other Mm -hmm. and the kids see like there's still love there we're good we're good with daddy we're good with mommy like everything's good even though they're gonna be sad because they're gonna miss you for the days that they're not with you right but I have to think back to a, a friend of mine Savannah she was one of my best friends in high school and she kind of is one of those that like totally cut out of all social media and everything. So like yeah. just no way of really like no reaching out to her yeah. whatever. But um, she – because I went to international school. So at the end of high school, everybody kind of dispersed yeah. around the globe yeah. instead of just being still in the same town. So yeah. like, you know, we lost touch and then – Totally. But her parents – so she, um, she was American and German – and her parents for a while and her father ended up passing away but her mm. parents for a while i don't think that they were citizens in the us i don't remember this how the story went but they had a home in florida and so they they kept her in florida and her mom would come and spend a couple months with her oh, while her dad was in europe working Like, they would go back and forth even though the parents were together. And then they would, like, be together for a couple days and then they'd switch again. But the parents were together.
1: Interesting.
0: And I'm not saying, like, everything was, you know, perfect perfect for her because I think for a child that's really
1: difficult. Yeah, that is difficult.
0: But when you start to look at the fact that there are so many different dynamics. Yeah. When you look at, I was a military spouse. Yeah by the way. Yeah. Like yeah. Glenn was gone more than he was home for the first four years of Theo's life. Yeah. He didn't see his dad more in the first, you know. So yeah. actually, there are plenty of dynamics where the parents are still together. Oh,
1: my God. Where the kids parents.
0: aren't seeing their kids. At, but that's right. Yeah. Your parents. Yeah. Where the kids aren't seeing their parent every day. No. So, I saw my
1: dad for like once a month for like two days. Maybe. Yeah. So, it's like normal to yes. miss your parent
0: while they're totally. away doing things. And I think that people put so much pressure on, like, well, you're divorced and your parents, you're, you know, you're going to miss your kids and your kids are going to miss you. And that's heartbreaking. Yes, it sucks. But if you can maintain that friendship, we will do holidays together. Yeah. And we will do certain activities together. Ideal. I will invite him in for dinner or he'll invite me for dinner so that the kids do get kind of that time together. Yep. That's ideal. Mm. So why, aside from societally, is it that bonkers to think that you, the kids would go back? Okay. They have to go back and forth between two homes. I guess that's the hard part, right? Because they don't, they don't get to stay in the one place and the stability, but beyond that, like,
1: I have already I gone through this where I didn't have my partner yeah. there for the first four years, essentially. Yeah. It's also, like, good for kids to be able to, to adapt. So adaptability is a characteristic mm-hmm. that I don't think can be taught. Like, you have to, you have to learn it as you grow.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I don't think if you're stuck in this, you know, room here for five years and you then are put out in the streets of New York, like, you're not going to be able to adapt to yeah. that environment. Yeah. Like you're going to be like, I was just sheltered for five years. Now I'm like thrust into something. Well, that's why people whose children are very, very sheltered growing up
0: usually end up going absolutely wild when they get out of their parents because they're, they don't know how to kind of shift and adapt slowly. It's like, well, now, you know, balls to the wall. Like I'm going to go crazy. I have seen that in pretty much everyone that I knew whose parents sheltered them. Totally. Me too. Same. Absolutely went the complete opposite way once they were out of the yeah. constraints of their family. Yes.
1: Cells. Yeah. And I don't think that's healthy. Glenn and so I talk a lot adaptability about... Adaptability is key. The
0: characteristics or the traits that we hope to instill in our children. And one of the big ones is intestinal fortitude. Um, But I think adaptability is yeah. another good one. Yeah. But just like being able to push through. Yeah. Yeah. And... That's not to say that I like I still my ideal scenario would have been to be in love that they that I was in love and that we raised them together under one roof. Yeah, of course. But the next best thing is a good co-parenting dynamic and ideally a friendship. Absolutely.
1: And honestly, in that scenario, you can kind of have your cake and eat it, too. Right. Where it's like, hey, I have a relationship with you I have history with you we have children together but romantically the relationship did not work I still want to maintain the friendship I'm going to go have a romantic relationship with someone else but I'm going to make sure that that person doesn't interrupt our ability to coexist and have this amicable friendships for, for the sake of our children yeah. and then you get to have both you get to have this like the history the father of your children but you also get to have this like romantic love mm-hmm. that is so incredibly fulfilling yeah so if you can figure it out, which I think I have not figured it out, but if you can figure it out, like you can have such a fulfilling – you could even look at it more so fulfilling, right, yeah. than if you were just with the same person. Because I do think it takes a lot, and I think it's very rare, to stay madly in love for 60 years. Yeah. That's why there's movies about it. That's why there's mo- books about it. It's because it's rare. Yeah, It's possible – but if it's not possible in your dynamic, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Figure out how you can maximize your life. Yeah. And you can still have that and you can still have a romantic relationship and everybody can coexist and your children can have a larger connection of love, a yeah. larger group of love. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had people tell me who's cause my parents got divorced and it was awful to yeah. this day. My parents can't be in the same room really. Um, but I've had people tell me whose parents were able to do it that like the dad still, I mean, the kids have been out of the house for 20 years and the dad still goes over and like helps their mom with stuff. Amazing. Yeah, or, whatever, or vice versa, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and those people have told me that it is the greatest gift their parents ever gave them. Yeah. hmm So. Yeah. I really hope for you that you guys can get to that point because I do feel lucky that I'm I am where I am. Yeah. on Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me, too.
0: But in also in do my best, whether it's <laughs> your current relationship or any other relationship. I think that you're such an amazing person and you've gained so much clarity that whoever you let into your life for your children. Yeah. Is is
1: going to be very healing as well. That's key. Like I will not be with someone where it is not a an advantage for my kids to have them in their life yeah like not even neutral like it needs to be advantageous for Mm -hmm. my kids and I feel like I have that right now I mean you don't know where life is going to take us but yeah I do feel like when I look at my current relationship I feel like my kids are going to benefit from me having him in our lives together I agree And that's yeah, and he's just like yeah. That's I if if that wasn't there, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, even if it was the most mind blowing romantic relationship that existed, like I couldn't actually be with him and engage with him around my kids if I didn't think that he was not advantageous. Yeah. Well, this has been so fun. (laughs) I'm time? so
0: glad <laughs> that we got to do this. So fun. Uh, I think there's nothing like a conversation between best friends.
1: I love it. And I am so excited for this podcast. And I'm- I am so proud of you and how much you've grown and achieved in this year and a half. Thank you. And I can't wait to see what you do next. To many more. <laughs> to I think.
0: Many I think Brittany is going to be back. <laughs> On
1: the podcast. Guys, I'm going to
0: be back. (laughs) You can't get rid of me now. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Mother of Monarch podcast. I always say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So if you have any comments or know who you want to hear next, send me a message at motherofmonarch at outlook.com or Instagram at motherofmonarch. I always love to hear from you. I'm sending you strength and positivity for your week ahead. Catch you next time.